Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to the First Baptist Church here in the hills of Massachusetts. Wherever you are, we are so thankful that you're tuning in. We're going to continue on in our study of the book of Hebrews. And a couple of weeks ago, we ended pretty much halfway through. And now we're going to continue on reading from verse 25 to the end of the chapter. So if you have a Bible, just follow along. Hebrews chapter 10 reading from verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together as the some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, No sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated it as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, and who has insulted the spirit of grace, For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful, dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground, in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. 
but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful again to be in the house of the Lord. We thank you for those that are listening, those that are watching, wherever you may be. We appreciate that so much. And I hope and pray you appreciate the word of God and this message that has been prepared for each one of us. Amen. The title of this message is The Perseverance of the Saints. The Perseverance of the Saints. Some of you already know that this letter was written to Jewish Christians in the first century who were in danger of deserting their Christian faith, turning back. Some of them did. And this writer, whom we do not know who it is, who he is, he urges them, he encourages them to not turn back to following the Old Testament covenant system of law. They're no longer under law, but now under grace. Although the law is absolutely perfect, it's God's standard. But nobody can keep it unless you receive the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, having received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Amen? He encouraged them to remain faithful to Jesus. Remain faithful. By his grace, we do. The early church have been going through some extremely difficult times of persecution because of their newfound faith in Jesus. Everything was honky-dory before, but as soon as they received Christ, that's when the troubles began. Some even cut themselves off from going to church, from meeting with other believers. This is why Paul had to write. I say Paul. <laughs> that might have been a Freudian slip. We don't know. I know J. Vernon McGee believes it was Paul that wrote this. We don't know. It doesn't tell us. Many stop going to church, associating with fellow believers. Why? Well, obviously they didn't want to associate with them. They also wanted to avoid danger. They wanted to avoid being arrested. The reproach that they were suffering at the hands of their enemies and the fact that they were suffering. They once used to go to the synagogue and now they're meeting together in house groups as being part of the church and they were ostracized for that. Their families cut them off as though they didn't exist, as though they were dead. And for this reason, the author writes, you need to persevere 
so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. God has never broken a promise yet, amen, and he never will. Being faithful to Jesus brings reward, but you've got to hang in there. You've got to be faithful. You've got to persevere. So the writer is encouraging them to maintain their faith in Jesus Christ, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the tremendous struggles that they were going through that we cannot relate to today. Because the problems that they were having, even though they were very difficult and life-threatening, it would only be temporary. Whatever problems you're going through, it's only temporary, okay? You know, life is short, very short, but eternity is forever. Life is short, but eternity is forever and ever and ever. Even though none of us will ever face the problems that the early church did, all of us need to be encouraged, don't we? To keep the faith. We should encourage one another to keep the faith as we wait for Jesus to return. Hope he waits till after the message. Now, verses 26 through 31, there's a severe warning here. And it's not talking about the severe storm warnings. It's to people that did not continue to meet together, that turned their back on Christ and were tempted to go back to following the old system of law. Like those early believers, all of us will face opposition because of our faith in Jesus Christ. If you haven't had some opposition because of your faith in Jesus Christ, then maybe not, we're not being the witness that God wants us to be. What's this? Somebody said, I'm a silent witness. No. We're meant to share our faith. What are we ashamed of? <laughs> and this is why the early church fathers, and many even today, because they teach and preach and share the gospel, they're imprisoned, they're persecuted, they're put to death, they're tortured. And like Pastor Renzo said in his message, is it that difficult to get some tracts, some gospel tracts, and offer it to somebody? If they don't accept it, that's up to them. That's their choice. We can do things like that. Testing times, though, will separate true believers from the pretenders. I'm not talking about the pop group. Let me repeat. Testing times will separate true believers from the pretenders. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a true believer. Only time will tell. Once a person has received the knowledge of the truth regarding who Jesus Christ is, and yet continues to live as if they never knew him, 
has severe consequences. And it tells us that in verse 29. How much more severely, remember I said there's some severe warnings in this, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them. We're talking about people that were saved and who has insulted the spirit of grace. That's the Holy Spirit. And that could be blasphemy against the Holy Spirit if you insult the spirit of grace. But that's another message and another time. If you want to know what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, talk to me later, I'll tell you. According to the Bible, professing Christians, professing believers who desert Jesus can expect God's judgment. Tells us that, verse 30. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. And it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So having said that, and the, the, the kind of the condemnation to those deserters, the writer commends those that have continued to persevere under very difficult life-threatening circumstances. Some of those professing Hebrew Christians, like I said, they disassociated themselves from the church. You know people as well as I do that have done that. They've turned away from following Jesus. While others, thank God, and I thank God for it, every one of you, who continue to maintain their faith in Jesus Christ despite some very difficult, adverse circumstances and problems that they were going through. They persevered. Having received Jesus as Savior, they were publicly insulted and persecuted. Some were thrown into prison and their property confiscated. However, in spite of those extremely difficult circumstances, they never lost their faith in Jesus and they never lost their hope. Ever. They continued regardless. Imagine losing everything that you've ever owned. That's what they were going through, but they never lost their hope. They could take away their lives, but they couldn't take away their faith. This is why so many martyrs that have died for their faith preferred to be 
burned alive at the stake rather than recant and deny Jesus Christ as their personal savior. That is tremendous faith. And they knew that one day they're going to be rewarded for their faithfulness in heaven. They're going to be rewarded for their faith in Jesus. They never denied him. They would be rewarded just as long as they didn't turn back. Like some had done back then and now in our day. Point saying, don't be like them. Let us never give up, not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And like I said two weeks ago, it's a bad habit. Let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Could it be changed in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye? When we hear that trump, we are gone. We will be changed in a flash. How, how quickly can you blink? Can't measure that. Probably somebody did, though, you know. It takes a millisecond to blink an eye. Just useless facts. I've just repeated. Talking about difficult days that they were going through. But like I said, he, he's urging them, he's encouraging them to maintain their confidence in God. They'd lost everything, some of them. And it They'd come too far to turn back. Remember those two words? Turn back. They needed to persevere, to look ahead, to experience the fulfillment of God's promises. Are you looking forward to the fulfillment of God's promises? To persevere means to endure, to put up with it, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Remain faithful. Keep on keeping on. Modern vernacular. Keep on keeping on. There's got to be a song, soul song about that, you know. Keep on keeping on. To hang in there. To hold on. And then after having done the will of God, be rewarded. Be rewarded. We're going to stand before the Lord one day. And some we're going to lose rewards and we're going to gain rewards. And like them, like those faithful believers, we need to remain faithful to Jesus. Keep on trusting. Keep on hoping. Keep looking for Jesus' return. And never, 
ever turn back. Reminds me of that song and my dear wife played it yesterday. Was it on the, was it No Turning Back? Okay. Well, I said, I'm, that's going to come up in the message tomorrow. That song, No Turning Back. What a coincidence. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. Don't need a round of applause. Oh, my word. The writer quotes from uh, the book of Habakkuk. Chapter 2, verse 3. For yet a little while, and he shall come. He shall come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. That's what we're expected to do. We are to live by faith. And someone I spoke to yesterday is going through extremely difficult circumstances. He said, I can't stand this anymore. I've had enough. And he closed by saying, keep the faith. And I said, you do the same. Keep the faith. But it's him that keeps us, amen? He's faithful. Only people that live their lives being faithful to Jesus are the ones that please God. This life of dedication values God's promises and perseveres regardless of the circumstances that life throws against us. On the other hand, the life that displeases God are those who desert the church and abandon Jesus to live as though they had never known him, to live as though they never knew him. That displeases God tremendously. And it says, I have no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. So you please God by being faithful to God and you displease God by being unfaithful to God. I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Godly fear is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It keeps us honest. 
It motivates us to do God's will that pleases him. And what pleases him is to be faithful to Jesus. Not what pleases other people. You cannot please be a people pleaser and please God at the same time. It's impossible. Because your focus is upon yourself. Wanting to please other people. Not focusing on God who deserves the praise and the glory. You cannot serve God and mammon. So, let this be a lesson to all of us to keep our eyes on Jesus, not what's happening in the world, not what other people are doing. And oftentimes we fear what people think of us, all of us do, and are tempted to give in to peer pressure in order to please them. But the problem with that is you can never please some people because it's impossible to please everybody. However, the writer is optimistic that those believers would continue to be faithful to please God. How? By keeping the faith and keep the commandment to meet together. It's a commandment. It's not an option. I said that two weeks ago. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves to meet together. And if we break that commandment, then it's a sin. But the right is confident. He's encouraging them, he's urging them to persevere and make a commitment to never turn their back on Jesus like some had done. Some that would suffer the consequences because that's what it says. In verse 9, we, but we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, hello, but to those who have faith and are saved. It's only those who the evidence of true faith in Jesus Christ is our commitment to Jesus Christ and our faithfulness to Jesus Christ. That's the evidence that we're truly saved, not turn our back on him and desert him and have nothing to do with the church. So I'll close. To be committed to Jesus means to never, I should use my Sir Winston Churchill voice, to never, never turn back. All right, people? God bless you. So nice to be back. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to be in the house of the Lord. We are so blessed knowing that um, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that you've given us the faith to believe in your only begotten Son who died on the cross to save us from our sins so that we wouldn't be punished for those sins. 
that we have received the gift of your son who is the life. We have received eternal life because we've received God the son who can never die. And even though we'll go through problems and struggles and pain and heartache and many troubles, it's only going to be temporary. Help us to look forward to your return. And if you tarry and take us home to be with you, that'll be far better. And it's going to be eternal and forever. Help us to be faithful by your grace. Not be ashamed of our faith. To share it when you bring people into our lives that ask questions, that have no hope, they don't know the way. Let's share our faith with them so that they can know the way. And Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by me. Amen. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.